everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Robbie, I, we've seen this episode several times now. Uh, I think we just go ahead and say this episode is not as good as the previous ones and just call it that. No. Nope. Go watch one of the other ones. No. Nope. The, the many, many better episodes. Hey, gotta do our due diligence, Matt. You know, that is mm. the solemn oath we pledge, the blood contract we both uh, made to Matt Groening. <laughs> oh, goodness. You didn't get any of my blood. Not you know, see Matt. You gotta be paying more attention. When I was over last, you know, when I was over for Christmas one year. Oh I, no! I may have uh, you know slid a. You made it, waited till one of the cats scratched me and just yeah, grabbed the blood from. Paris, I yeah. made a, I made a, I I made a deal with Leo. <laughs> I got Leo to go over. All right. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, get access to all of our bonus material. We appreciate everyone who supports us there. We have a person to thank. Matthew. Ooh, goodness gracious, yes. Goodness gracious, yes. Tom Clatt. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. This week's episode is On a Clear Day, I Can't See My Sister, episode GABF05, originally aired March 6th, 2005, written by Jeff Westbrook, directed by Bob Anderson, received a 5.4 rating with 9.2 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, beer in a milk carton is not milk. I mean, that that goes to a whole, you know, Plato's Cave thing. Uh, what like, is reality? I mean, I. but why is it in a milk carton then? If That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's depending on how you interpret that, uh, you know, that, that, that view of the world. It might be milk. This is not a pipe. Exactly. Couch Gag is the Powers of Ten parody Couch Gag from the Ziff Who Came to Dinner, slightly altered. So it's a repeat. I mean, it, it's a very good Couch Gag, but it is a repeat. So, cool. Um, apparently some people in the forums did not realize it was a repeat, and they just thought it was really cool. I mean, it is really cool, but not as cool the second or third or fifth time you've seen it. The episode guest stars Gary Busey as himself, playing... Being himself, literally. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I, <sighs> Oh, God. Okay, this... Okay, and then and then our favorite character makes a return. That is Jane Kesmerick as Judge Constance Harm. Oh, yes. I cannot... I can't even finish that sentence. That's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> I found myself... Before we get into this episode... I found myself multiple times when I was watching this. I think I've mentioned this before. It feels like my mind is on the precipice of breaking. When I watch these these episodes, well, yeah, because this episode, like I said at the beginning, this episode is something that's been done several times before. It's Bart and Lisa against each other. Uh, something happens to separate them, and in the end, there there is a resolution, but it's not an earned resolution, and that's that. It's I, but it's there are just so there are so many things that happen in this episode. We're not going to mention them all. I'm going to tell you right now. We pro I've forgotten some of them. There are so many. But there are just so many things that presented at face value, they are a parody of The Simpsons. They are there's just these moments where you go, oh, this is them. Like if 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 it wasn't in an episode that was trying to be serious, I think you would go, oh, they're just making fun of themselves because it's it's just full of moment after moment after moment that are just these ridiculous, cartoonish, absurd things that are so outlandish, you cannot believe it. And then you, and then they just happen all at once, and it's just 
it makes me start like I'm gonna crack. Like I just want to. Mm-hmm. I'm like it's. I'm laughing. Like I'm on the edge of laughing, but it's not laughing at the episode. It's it's laughing because of my mind losing track of reality. Um, that's what I think. You know, that's it's an important thing that we're gonna. That's that's really what this ep- this podcast is gonna be. You know, when we look back at it in 15 years or something, we're both old retired men. Um, if the world hasn't ended and exploded, uh, we'll look back Probably, at this podcast yeah. and we'll see how it tracked our our descent into insanity. Or at least mine. You seem to be. Yeah, able to... I was say, you're. Uh, I'm. I'm generally okay. I'm. I'm more. You know, willing to give things up. You can seem to compartmentalize. I'm not able. So the kids. We start the the episode with the kids, uh, elementary school kids, leaving for a field trip to a glacier at 3 a.m. Uh, they're not too excited. Skinner enthralled. Happy three in the morning, everyone. In a mere five hours, we'll be gazing at Springfield's most exciting glacier. Springfield Glacier. I hope you're all wearing glacier-appropriate clothing. Hey, check out my t-shirt. It's wicked relevant. It's part of my Things Suck line of clothing. (laughs) Yes, well, while I disagree with your t-shirt's assertion, I do encourage anything that raises glacier awareness. Busword to adventure! Kids not too excited about that. Yeah, Busword to adventure. I do like Busword to adventure. There is like a, there's it's not all bad. There's there's moments in it that make a lot of sense. Frankly, this first act is completely okay. It's not completely fine. The first act <laughs> is there's I then I, I like that's what I think. I'm like oh there's that's okay. But then I go oh what about that? What about that? But the general direction of this first act is okay. I think the characters are largely themselves. The plot seems relatively down to earth. Until we get to the end of the first act. So the kids are not super excited to go. We see immediately, as soon as they get on the bus, Bart trips Lisa a couple times. And this is kind of setting up what this plot of this episode is going to be, is Bart antagonizing Lisa to the point where she has to get a restraining order against him. And then they have to deal with the ramifications of that. And a Bart-Lisa rivalry episode, perfectly fine. Now, I I don't have a problem. They go back to that plot once a season. I don't care. Right. Don't care. It's when you just drive it to these ridiculous extremes and make it un- in- unbelievable. It it I am it it ruins your immersion of this episode because you want them to still be kids and still have a relatively healthy relationship. The conflict within the relationship has to be manageable. Has to be something that can be salvageable. Can be healed within the con- within, within the confines of a single episode. Within 20 minutes can they have a problem, deal with the problem, resolve it, and everything's step back to the status quo, and they love each other back at the end of the episode? Can they do that believably? It's really all they have to do. Believably is the key word there, because they can do it, but... Mm-hmm. You know. The kids, they uh, they get to the glacier, and we see that uh, climate change has killed it. What happened to the glacier? It's nearly melted. This must be due to global warming. Young lady, the federal government's position on global warming is that it does not exist. This glacier is doing just fine. No, it isn't. It's a lump of slush. Look at it. <laughs> I have a little girl just like you at home. That's where she stays. At home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say that watching this episode from 2005 and 2020 is, this moment in particular, incredibly depressing. Because nothing has changed. Yeah. In that time. But, again, not. Again, this this feels like The Simpsons, you know? 
Lisa being Lisa, uh, them making fun. You know, the, the world being the world, the and world Lisa be- responding to it. Yeah, exactly. And Lisa being making you know reasonable critiques that represent you know progressive, not progressive, sane views at this point. So we then cut to what is the B plot, which is about Homer and Sprawlmart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Homer and Marge go to Sprawlmart, just Walmart. I get it. Um, some good side gags for the Sprawl Mart, I'll say. They have some good side true. gags on the Very outside. True. Yeah, I'm trying to highlight positive when I see them. Grandpa <laughs> works there. Grandpa's a greeter. Um, literally the first thing that happens when Homer and Marge get there, he tries to pull out a shopping cart, crashes his shopping cart, and gets hurt. So Homer has to take over his job. And that is the B-plot. Homer works at Sprawl Mart as a greeter. He's a Greek, she's, he's a Greek greeter, as Marge says. Mm-hmm. So breaks with reality I, I i think we can suffer one or two or maybe even three things in an episode that don't really make sense mm-hmm. yeah in a real world you go oh i get it it's fine they don't need to they don't need to show us the boring stuff to fill in the gaps i get it but grandma gets hurt crashes into a pile of garden gnomes uh, Homer mistakes a gnome for Grandpa, which is not a bad gag. Yeah. I'll add as well. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, Homer just gets his job. Homer's just now he just Grandpa just hands over the vest, and Homer now has that job. Yeah, and then eventually gets it permanently because he's so much better than Grandpa. But that's not how jobs work. I mean, <laughs> that's not how jobs work, Matt. I I know. Like if I if my dad works at a store and then he breaks his leg and has to go to the doctor. I can't just take over his job. It doesn't work like that. Yes, but this is Sprawl Mart, so you never know, really. I I, I just, I don't, and uh, here's the other thing, Matt. Two-parter. Does Homer have a job anymore? Uh, only when the plot wants him to. Well, like, remember, I can remember, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm probably gonna be bitter and cynical this entire episode. I, you know, like, back when Homer had to have, like, a, they would at least have a cutaway gag of Homer, like, per- getting out of work at the plant you know of him putting like a fake mannequin on his chair or like writing an excuse note like why does why does homer want to work as a greeter here well that's a fantastic question robbie the real uh answer is don't ask him don't think about it (sighs) okay and you're right man that is the actual answer like don't think about it because like I just wonder why. That's really ultimately it. Like, I can get past the fact that, of course, Homer's just not going to get the job. And, of course, he still has a job at the plant whenever they need him to. But I want to know why he wants to work at Sprawl Mart. That's it, really. Um, as Matt mentioned, as Marge mentions, Homer is great at his job. Welcome to Sprawl Mart. Pimple cream in aisle five. What is nachos? Ask about our senior discount. Hey, Rabbi, Jesus loves you. <laughs> just kidding. Son, you are on fire! A million times better than that worthless old coot you replaced. That coot happens to be my father. Please continue. How would you like to be a full-time Sprawlmark greeter? Is there a chance for advancement? No. Woohoo! No pressure! I mean, he's not wrong, I guess. No pressure. Um, all the while, Bart is still being a jerk to Lisa. He defaces a, uh, part of the park, like, educational thing. Like, there's, like, a little... What do you call that? It's like Caveman Days display. Uh, Neolithic. <laughs> I didn't mean the caveman part, man. I meant the display oh, part. Gotcha. 
I was the word oh, for uh, that. It's still life. <laughs> a diorama ish. Diorama, whatever you want to call that. That's really. I think that's very. That's very cute, Matt. So, uh, <laughs> like, came in days. You're like, oh, Neolithic. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're not wrong. Um, but Barney's just being a jerk to Lisa, just being mean, and everyone's laughing at her. Homer takes over to Abe's job. We saw. We heard that. So, uh, then we have this Kerbopple and Skinner drama. Ugh, yeah. Why? Why? Fantastic man? question. Why is this in this episode? This episode is not about Skinner. It's not about Kerbopple. It has nothing to do with them after this. They are not important in this plot whatsoever. It is about Bart and Lisa and Homer working at Walmart. That is all that matters in this plot. Why do we get Kerbopple? We got we got some earlier drama on the bus while they were driving to the, to the glacier. And now we get more drama here. Why is it in this episode? Because they had time to film, it Robbie. Sure, sure as heck ain't funny. Uh, so, because Kravable is upset that Skinner is not over her. Also, I'm going to hear, that's the other thing. Everyone in this episode, man, every single person in this episode, aside from Marge, is complete, even Marge to an extent, just completely unlikable. Yes. No, no one does anything. Like, everyone always looks at starts out being reasonable but then they just they make logical leaps that don't make any sense whatsoever just and they're just mean to each other for no reason like bart has been mean to lisa this entire time um kerbopple's been like skinner is wants to get back with, with edna and edna's just mean to him like like i i like, i don't like is she just trying to drive him away i don't know it doesn't really matter because it doesn't it's not what this episode is about but we get a scene I only really want to highlight it because we get the scene in the the station at this park where Edna wants to make Skinner angry. I don't know why, really. Because Yeah, she's being mean to him and it's just like, huh? Like does she want to make him jealous or does she want to make him so angry that he leaves her alone? I'm not sure because she starts making out with the park ranger in front of everyone. Yeah. Just right just walks up to him and they start kissing. I'm like, what about this park ranger is just totally cool with making out with a lady just in front of a bunch of people? Like, I mean, he is married to the glacier. Although, is this also the one he has that, a kid? Uh, yeah, he has a kid. So maybe he's divorced. Okay, I mean, I I know why. I think because he's very unprofessional. So Skinner sees this. Do you remember what he does next, Matt? Who does next? Skinner. What he does when he sees Krabappel making out with this park ranger. Uh, I believe he makes out with one of the cave people. No, an ice mummy. He makes out with an ice, ice mummy, mummy that's, that's behind glass. There's a desiccated corpse preserved ice mummy. Principal Skinner. <sighs> Principal Skinner. Seymour Skinner. Very buttoned up, straight-laced, stayed Principal Skinner. Opens up a display case. And starts making out with an ice mummy, kissing, mm-hmm. tongue kissing a desiccated corpse. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Robbie is clearly correct here. I would like to move on to the actual plot of the episode because I just, Matt, this Matt, is Matt, awful. Matt, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, th- again, I'm going to lay out. This is one. I'm, I'm like, what is this? Why is this? So Lisa is at the glacier. Trying to bring attention to the travesty of it, of, of global warming, of climate change, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she tries to be serious about it to the kids, trying to make a point to them to, you know, we should try and affect change. And Bart pranks her while she's doing all this. Listen, people, how 
can you stand there eating snacks and being children when the world's glaciers are vanishing? We have to do something about it! Glaciers are nature's alarm clock, and it's time for us to wake up. Can there be any doubt that the culprit is greenhouse gas produced by man? <laughs> the only gas is coming from Lisa's butt. <laughs> People, please! I'm talking about toxic vapors! <laughs> Emanations! <laughs> Plasmas! Hey, whoever's doing that, get off the frequency. We're combing the woods. There's a killer loose out here. I let him do it, Chief. It lightens the mood. Oh, my... God! That used to be a face! Bart! Help! Help! I'm sinking in the lake! You mean you're walking on the glacier? Whatever! So, yeah. Okay. It's a bunch of fart jokes. It's fine. Largely. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that kids would find fun. Yeah. That's fine. It's more about everything that happens after this that I'm upset by because this is, you know, Bart just pranking Lisa, being kind of being kind of cruel, and, you know, Lisa's very upset. Um so we have uh a scene on the bus as they're driving home and then the end of this act. It's a little bit of a longer clip, but it captures everything. You don't even care how upset I am. But this time you have gone too far. What are you going to do? Tell mom and dad? They're powerless figureheads. You'll see. Oh, you will see. Good morning, world. Eat my shorts. There'll be no shorts eaten today, young man. Bart Simpson, this is a restraining order. From now on, you must stay at least 20 feet away from your sister. Restraining order? Bull spit. No piece of paper keeps me from wailing on my sister. Mm. Mm. So... You see what happens when you don't obey your restraining order? Yes, Chief Wiggum. And Snake, do you see what happens when you kidnap the president? Oh, yes, Chief Wiggum. And Lou, do you see what happens when my coffee comes back cold? Chief, you ordered an iced coffee. No, I said a nice coffee. Nice. Mm. So, yes, Bark gets thrown in jail for violating the restraining order because that's that's what happens. Children get restraining orders against other children and then get thrown in jail. <laughs> Um, yeah, Lisa, we just cut from Lisa saying it on a bus to Bart waking up in bed to Lisa having a restraining order. We don't see Lisa mm-hmm. get the restraining order. We don't because it would make it perfectly clear how ridiculous it is. I'm going to yeah. also, I don't know, I would think that they would think about this map, but I don't know if they do or not. It's a thought that entered my mind constantly as I was watching this episode. Where are Homer and Marge? Uh, Robbie, they would uh, inject some sanity into this, or at least Marge would, so they're gone. I'm gonna say, like, w- like one, a child can't go get a restraining order. <laughs> Again, it's another where it's like, I live in a re- I live in the real world, and kids can't do stuff like that. It doesn't work like that, really. Because uh, what a judge would do, a judge would say, oh, well, oh, it's a brother and sister? Where are your parents? Yeah, that's it. That's all what happened. Um, but whatever. Bart gets also and Bart gets thrown in jail. I'm like, okay, Springfield Police Department might uh, might put a child in jail. That's perfectly acceptable. Um, so now Lisa has a restraining order against Bart. Uh, we end the uh, extraordinarily long first act at nine minutes and six seconds. 
And when we come back, uh, we get Bart getting a, an explanation about how restraining orders work from none other than Gary Busey. Get out of my dreams and also out of my car. A guide to your restraining order. Hi, I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> I'm here to explain about restraining orders. The answers to all your questions are in this video. So you've got a restraining order. Meet Joe. Last name SpaghettiO. One night Joe went to a party and fell in love with a girl named Mary. <laughs> oh man, I've been there. At first Joe felt discouraged, but then he remembered what his father taught him. Never say die. Quitters never prosper, and no means yes. <laughs> the next day, Mary got a restraining order against Joe. Now Joe can't come within 500 feet of Mary. He also can't call her or burn his name in gas on her lawn. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Joe is me, and Mary is a composite of 12 different women and a small independent film company, all of whom couldn't deal with me because I'm too real. Mm, I always hoped we wouldn't be one of those restraining order families. Marge says this despite the fact that we know that Mar Homer has several restraining orders against him from various members of the community. All right, Matt, what? Mm-hmm. Matt, what, first question. Why did you mm -hmm. have to play that entire clip? Uh, Because I didn't want to talk about it. Are you me now? I hate that clip. Can I say that? I hate it. Because well, it's stupid. It's, I hate it's, it it's so much. nonsensical. Gary, I, like, it's two minutes of Gary Busey, I guess, just being totally cool, making fun of himself. Like, making himself, like, a looking like a lunatic, a maniac, like a monster, basically, for two minutes. Basically. I But, like, why? Like, why? The two minutes where you could go make, like, have an ending to this episode, like, like right, development of Bart and Lisa's, like, conflict. I don't know. It's terrible. I hate it. Here. Man, I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I know, I know, I know. So, uh, now that Lisa has a restraining order against Bart, Homer makes a poll out of household items so that Lisa can, you know, poke Bart to get him out of the way whenever she wants to go somewhere, because that's how a restraining order works. There's no reasonableness assumption. There's just, hey, uh, if the person with the restraining order shows up somewhere, the other person just has to leave. Uh, Homer enforces this by putting the screwdriver on the end of the poll uh, as the last segment so that Bart gets poked and hurt and whatnot. I, like Matt, now, Bart has been mean to Lisa in this episode, mm -hmm. but Lisa is an extraordinarily kind and forgiving and patient person. Right. No, Robert, which I think you're forgetting is that Lisa has been pushed to the edge in this, and therefore uh, she is uh, gone over the edge, and then it's decided that, nope, I'm just going to be a jerk from now on. I'm going to torture my brother for God knows how long. Okay. I would also point out that like in 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 the case that a person living with another person has a restraining order placed against them, they generally are forced to move out and that's right. it's generally in extreme cases when those things happen. Um 
So I don't know. Like, are this are the Simpsons say anything about restraining orders at all? Like, or are they just are, are they just don't care? It's just a plot device. No, it's just a plot device. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so now, uh, Bart can only be in very limited parts of the house i guess however he can't be anywhere in the school which i guess is smaller than the yeah how is this how is that possible the school is big yeah the school is much larger but whatever so bart has to go to school in willie's shack and apparently he (laughs) is already past where willie is so he is going to be teaching willie i'm gonna gonna smells like manure i'm gonna be kind and say that that joke made me laugh where then i guess you're teaching will willie yelling at bart i guess you're the teacher like you're teaching me yeah i got you got me i'll say that's that's all right Kek. yeah so uh we also see a montage of bart getting poked uh, along to some music uh he is never allowed to basically do anything in the house anymore as soon as he gets settled somewhere at least comes and pushes him off because i guess in this case lisa is not even trying to work with bart she just wants him to suffer because that's lisa's character is making other people suffer uh, we see Dr. Hibbert being a jerk uh, because apparently he's housekeeper is suing him for sexual harassment. I, I, Matt, like, what? <laughs> I, I, that's why I'm just like, where did this even come from? Why, why are you pointing you, out that he's a jerk? Why would you like, just throw was this it around the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, housekeeper love child scandal? Uh, that was not in the news until 2011. So, oh, wow. OK, so I guess they were just ahead of the curve. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know what the point of this is except to, you know, show Dr. Pepper being a jerk, uh, but sure, why not, I guess. I, everyone, um, everyone in this episode is bad. Everyone is mean yeah. and, and evil and you're, Lisa is just cruel. Bart is cruel. Homer is the only one actually that, and I guess Mark, but here, the thing, Homer, Mike Homer's plot is totally disconnected from this and he's fine. He doesn't do anything mean in it technically but also he's being a terrible father and so is marge oh yeah i mean marge is not being a terrible father she's being a terrible mother to be clear yeah which is fair um <laughs> meanwhile we finally go back to the b plot uh where homer is a sprawlmont employee do you guys remember that that it was, it was just a little bit uh a, a, a tiny few minutes in the first act uh where we find out that homer is being promoted <laughs> without don't have a cow man <laughs> yeah he's a cow at banquet dude <laughs> what's that mean nothing i bet well need more soda homer would you be interested in the position of executive greeter Woo-hoo! that's been my dream ever since i heard it existed right now what do i get you get to work overtime without us paying you extra i won't do it if you don't we'll ship you right back to mexico but i'm a u.s citizen uh-huh. How sure of that are you? Dios mio! So, yes, as a parody of how Walmart treats its employees, uh, they're not wrong. Uh, I, I, this I, feels like it should have been an entire episode. I... I, I, I they would... Okay, I don't know, Matt. It's fine. Like, I don't... The B-plot is not good, but it is better than the A-plot. That's all I have. That's that's all I have to say about it. Frankly, yep. uh, that's it. I they would just fire Homer. They don't. There's no shortage of, of workers they they can they can exploit. Basically, yes. So, um, we finally get a a bump up in the restraining order on Bart because Bart feels unfair. He takes Lisa to court. 
uh, where Bart is a jerk to the judge because, I mean, this part I can believe. Uh, he makes fun of Constance Harm and says that, oh, she goes, oh, you have a husband. What is he, blind and deaf or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gets mad at him and does what all judges do. Uh, they they give into their feelings, and he she increases the uh, restraining order to 200 feet. Uh, which means Bart has to live on a tiny corner of the Simpson plot, which is apparently huge. They must have a giant backyard if it's 200 feet. They, that's that's they, like they, they, two-thirds of a football field. I, again, Matt, it's ridiculous. It doesn't... No, they don't... I've seen the Simpsons' backyard! It's a relatively yeah. normal size. It's not 200 feet long. They just... I mean, it's supposed to be comedic effect. It doesn't make me laugh. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think... And I, I get another nitpick. I don't think they do restraining orders that are only 20 feet anyway. I thought all restraining orders were hundreds of feet away. Yeah. They're usually, I think, like 500 feet is... Like yeah, that's what I thought. It doesn't matter. It it does not matter. It's just Lisa being mean for no reason, like, at this point. Like, it, that we don't have... We have zero moments. This is 15 minutes into an episode. Two-thirds of... Three-fourths three of the way through. 75% of the way through an episode zero moments where lisa shows any sort of like thoughts and like oh maybe i'm being too hard on him not one time nope never once yeah uh but that is the end of the act oh sorry there is one more gag where uh Homer runs inside after setting Bart up with a tent and Bart says, Oh, I bet they miss me. And the Simpson family is playing like Calypso. It's more, it's more jazz uh, music. Uh, Homer is on xylophone, Marge is on trumpet and the family's just having a great old time without Bart. And that's when we go to commercial. Uh, they are playing Tijuana, Tijuana taxi by Herb, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana brass. Oh, I love the Tijuana brass. That's the name of that. That's the name of that song. Um, it's also plays over the end credits. Um, yeah, Marge is playing the trumpet, and Homer is playing the marimba. Marimba, that's how. And, um, all right, sure. They're ce- Why are they celebrating Bart is out on the lawn? I mean, I don't know if they're celebrating that, or they're just saying, uh, they're ce- celebrating everything, whatever. <sighs> Juxtaposed the way it is, Matt, this is, I see it as them celebrating that Bart is alone in on their yard and they get to live inside without him i cannot i cannot read this as any other thing if they intended it to say something else they did a bad job well yes okay then i'm gonna get i'm I'm getting salty all right this episode is upsetting me this is uh, the holidays i'm trying to have a good time this episode is ruined my day it didn't really ruin my day. I'm going to go play video games That's, after this. Then they, then they did their jobs. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but then we go to back to a commercial. Uh, uh, we go to Act 3. Starts at 15 minutes and 26 seconds. And this is when, again, stop me if you've heard of this one before, when the episode is just, just going off the rails. It just goes completely crazy. Because Bart now enjoys being outside. Marge tries to get him to come in and use the bathroom while Lisa's out of the house. Uh, Bart doesn't want to. He wants to stay out there. Uh, we cut over to the B plot real quick, get it over with, um, because Homer has now been locked inside the Sprawl Mart overnight, which is, to be fair, is something that Walmart does. It locks its employees in overnight. Uh, I don't know about the tracking chips. Uh, I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, Matt, I worked at Walmart for a very brief amount of time as an overnight stalker. <laughs> you did not lock us in. You could leave at any time. I had, I mean, I didn't. I was doing a job, but you can. 
leave. They didn't. I don't know. Okay, fair. They. I did not. I was not a, a prisoner. <laughs> and I, and I, so Homer gets uh, locked in, and he has a compliance chip in his in his oh, neck. And, and they steal the bathroom key, and the guy swallows it. The swallows like, the bathroom key, like. <sighs> If maybe this uh, here, Matt, like if this was developed a little bit more and give it a little bit more time and a little bit more nuance, like you could say a lot about how these big massive corporations treat their employees like complete dirt. This year has made it as clear as ever that that's the truth. But when you compress it so tightly and make it have no sense, like we have no context for why Homer's still working here. Like, is he just been kidnapped? He can't be. We just saw him at the house. He yeah. was celebrating with the family, so he can't be a prisoner. It just feels like it's completely disconnected. Uh, so it, ultimately, it doesn't do a lot because you're just like, well, wait a minute. Why is Homer so upset? He, we just saw him happy at the house. Okay. So he has he has like a computer chip in his head, in his neck, that like, I don't, does it shock him? I guess, or just hits his pain receptors. That's the best I can think of. Oh, I, I don't know. He, but we see all this. He's locked in. They the guy s- swallows the bathroom key, the boss, and then triggers this compliance chip in Homer. Uh, the guy leaves. Homer rips it out of his neck. There's a little bit of flesh attached to it, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it's probably worth a little bit of brain, a little brain damage, 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 as Homer says himself. Uh, he turns to the rest of his employees and he asks, like, why? Why? He's like, I got my chip, guys. We can get it out of our necks, and we're good. And they, then the employees are like, Nah, we already we took it out a long time ago. Um, we gave up, and we also we steal everything. Yes, uh, they don't get in trouble for any of that. They they they're totally cool stealing it. Yeah, I'm, shoplifting is a huge problem at Walmart. It's not really the employees for the large part because employees they can employees they know where the employees live. They pay them, uh, and it's quite easy to catch an employee stealing very much harder to catch someone who yeah never... there, are, there are a lot of cameras they'll know who steals from them they, and it like if you if a, a regular person steals from walmart they never have to go back to that walmart they can steal something and then just never go back employee has to go back if they want to keep getting paid yeah. um but that's the end of that b plot by the way they, they just steal a bunch of stuff homer drives a forklift through the front door carrying a bunch of plasma tvs so that's it don't worry about it matt it's over yep it's over doesn't matter anymore to be, down, to be fair, on. it's the part of the episode I enjoyed the most, so I'm kind of upset. But we go now to the A plot, where Bart is now feral. We yep. see him running on all fours with a pack of wild dogs. Of course, Robbie. Of course. <sighs> Mar. So, Marge sees all this. We don't actually see Marge like. Here's my question, Matt. This is a question I have at this point. Why does it Marge just bring Bart in and make them make up? Uh, well, that would require. Let me see here. Uh, uh, the that would require the her to show some empathy, I guess. I, I like that's what I would assume. Like an enormous, like my Marge, that's what she would do. She would go, okay, this has gone on long enough. I don't care about this restraining order. I don't care about the police. I don't care about the judge. She would she would march out there, grab Bart by the scruff of his neck like the wild animal he is, bring him inside, <laughs> sit both of them down at a table and make them figure it out. That's what my Marge would do. Instead, this Marge goes, she looks at Bart through binoculars, she talks to Lisa, and uh, tries to convince Lisa to do the right thing. Lisa, don't you think your brother suffered enough? Mom, 
don't mean to be mean, but every time I think about forgiving him, I remember all the bad things he's done to me. He's done good things for you, too. Name three. Mm. He brought home your homework when you were sick. Yes, but he thought that was a bad thing. Let's count it anyway. Hmm. He did try to cheer me up when my hamster died. Homer, you forgot to eat your hot dog. Hot dog. Oh! Oh! What the? Oh! I just don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> okay, that's two. And that's it. If I think of another one, I'll let him back in. <laughs> Why did you have to play that? That hurts to hear him <laughs> chomping on his finger. Oof. I, Lisa starts this clip by saying, I don't mean to be mean. Lisa, Lisa, we just saw... <laughs> like, there's a, there is a montage earlier episode of Lisa just following Bart around and poking him aggressively with a screwdriver over and over and over again. That don't feel good. That hurts. That is very mean. That is incredible. That is sadistic. That's not just mean. That is sociopathic. It is like psychopathic. It's like what serial killers would do. It's like people who like kill bugs for fun. Yeah. You're like that's that. Like I don't know if the writers don't realize that that is my reaction to Lisa's behavior in this episode. But Bart was mean to begin with for no reason. Now Lisa's just being mean and mean. Like Lisa's not trying to teach Bart a lesson. Like if there was a like if this was a roundabout thing where. Lisa's trying to provide, give Bart empathy in the long run to make him understand that bullying her is really mean and hurts her a lot. And then maybe she like loses control of that a little bit and starts indulging in some cruelty because of all the things he's done to her. That's something. But this is, there is no lesson. There is no goal for this. It is merely, I'm going to inflict pain on my brother as long as necessary. As long as possible, even. And also, Basically, yeah. I also meant, I don't know if they expect, again, I'm a, I don't know if they expect every, anyone watching and have seen many Simpsons episodes, but I've seen Bart and Lisa be nice to each other more times than twice. Like, yeah, but I rem obviously, I remember those things happening. This. Remember how Lisa, Dang. like Lisa on Ice, remember the ending of Lisa on Ice? Yeah. Yeah, where there's like a, that montage of flashbacks of Bart being like a really good bigger brother and. It's like heartbreaking, heart touching, because you're like, oh, Bart does care about Lisa and has tried to protect her and be a good brother to her over the years. They don't do that in this episode. Um, no, they don't. They don't. They don't do that. So uh, we get more Bart being a wild, a wild child, uh, running with dogs, being a, being out in the wilderness. Lisa finally notices that Bart has built something—a giant wicker Lisa out in the. In the 7,000 acres of wilderness that the Simpsons own, apparently. Like, that 200 feet, Matt, has grown. <laughs> I know. It's I like, know. it is a forest back there. There is a stream. Like, <laughs> at what point I, am I just supposed yeah. to just like, okay, this is a fantasy world? Basically, always. Okay. Okay. I don't like that, though. Can we not? Can the Simpsons not do that? I would love to not do that. Okay. But, you know, you gotta ask the Simpsons writers. Okay. Can... Can we get them on the phone here? Can we Skype them in? 
Uh, I don't think so unless you happen to know their phone numbers. I don't. Okay, that's a problem. All right, let's work on that later. We cut to basically the end of the episode as Lisa goes out to forgive Bart and their... Please, just let me be. Look in your heart. I'm begging you. Look in your heart. Bart, don't worry. I'm relinquishing the poke pole. What does that mean? You're sharpening it? Look in your heart. I'm begging you. Look in your heart. I'm not sharpening it. Are you putting feces on the tip? No, I'm giving it up. I've realized how much I missed you, and I can see from this magnificent Lisa statue that you felt the same way. Oh, uh, yeah. When you're right, you're right. Let's eat. Yo, Bert, we're ready to torch the Wicker Witch of the West. Jimbo, the real one's here. Oh, man, this is every effigy's worst nightmare. Bart, you were going to burn the third nice thing you've ever done for me? Well, you see, the fire represents your musical ability. Oh, Bart, I missed your lies. And I was kind of a pill, I guess. Lisa... You just poked my feelings. I'm sorry, too. Give me that torch. So, Robbie, why why did they make up exactly? Because Lisa missed Bart's lies? I want to scream. This makes me want to scream. I, <laughs> I don't. So, order of events. You notice how we? I have to do this every episode, Matt, because it it doesn't make none of this makes any sense, and I have to just spell it out for I to even make sense of what happened. Mm-hmm. Lisa puts on the Bartnoculars, and you know, and they then they they you, did you catch that they spelled out that joke below? Yes. Why did they do that? Because Bartnoculars is Bartnoculars is funny. Like just if it just said Bartnoculars and a little arrow towards some binoculars, mm-hmm. I get it, guys. I know what I understand. What the portmanteau means. I understand you b- putting Bartnoculars means they're binoculars for Bart. And then they have a sign below that that says that binoculars to look at Bart. I'm like, I you didn't have to explain it. It doesn't make it funnier. So he sees that Bart has built this giant wicker Lisa, built an effigy what matt is there something i'm missing like is there something inherently kind about bart building a giant thing that looks sort of like lisa um i don't believe so but i could be wrong okay um it's it's just it's, lisa's like oh he cares i'm like why does that mean he cares that's not that's he's just made a sculpture at this point like what does that mean yeah. um she goes out there to forgive him, and at this point, she's like, I've been a little bit of a pill. No, you've been a monster, Lisa. You've been inflicting yeah. pain, terrible pain on your brother over and over and over again for days and days. You're not been a little bit of a pill. He was mean to you, and so you were mean three times on top of it. It's not, this is like, this is like Old Testament God, Lisa. Like, I'm gonna, you'll rue the day. You'll get so much punishment. <laughs> um... Why? So, and but she's like, no, I forgive you. We're, I'll let you back in. And here, at this point, Matt, here, I, I could say, okay, fine, that's fine. Let's end it. But then this is the, and this is inexplicable to me. And, and I, 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 I don't know. And the, all so often, these things are happening. Every, all these episodes, over and over and over again, hundreds of them at this point, inexplicable. 
I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why the writers of this episode would have us, would have Lisa discover that this is an effigy that Bart intended to burn. Yeah, like, it would make so much more sense if, if like, Jimbo and the guys came up and Bart waved them off behind Lisa's back, and that was it's the It's so much better that way. Because, Matt, that is literally the exact thing I was thinking of. I was going to say literally the exact thing. And the fact that you and I both came up with that same idea, that same gag, independently, tells you that, of course, it's a better idea. Because it makes it make sense. Because why on earth, when you're trying to write a scene where Lisa forgives Bart, when you would have her discover that he was going to burn her in effigy? What on earth are you doing? I don't know. I just don't know. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, She forgives him. And then she sets her own effigy on fire along with the pole the poking stick and then burns up the the restraining order uh and then we end the episode with that's not the end technically matt because you know what happens i don't remember now uh, they are burning the effigy marge and homer walk up marge playing the trumpet and homer again playing uh-huh. the marimba and they are again playing to you on a taxi uh-huh <laughs> What is, is this like a fever dream? Bart, this is the scene. This is the scene that we end this episode on, where the last shot we get is Bart and Lisa burning a massive effigy of Lisa, like it's the Wicker Man, and then Homer and Marge stroll up playing a marimba and trumpet while Tijuana Taxi goes on. <laughs> what is what, this? Robbie? What's going on? It's insanity. It's just bananas. Like, a room full of people went, you know what? This is a good idea. Let's go with that. Not, well, we did inflict a bunch of psychic trauma on our audience by having watched these two family members who generally love each other be terrible to each other for 20 minutes. We could have a nice sweet ending. That makes sense. Uh, no, we're just going to have them burn an effigy like they're like they're cultists. <sighs> Oh, God. This episode's terrible. Yep. It's really bad. Uh, I don't really know how bad. Like, it's really hard, man. I'm losing my... I'm losing track of reality, I think. Um, But it's bad. It makes me upset. Like, I I don't know... There are some good gags in it. I think that's the only saving grace. There's some good gags in there. The B-plot had potential if they gave it more time. Um, It made more sense. It doesn't make any sense to connect. There's no connection between the A and B plots on this. Zero. As I, I mean, I guess Lisa does go to lunch with Homer one time and talks about how she's happy Bart is not there. That is the one connection point. But still very tenuous. <sighs> okay. 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 I'm tired, Matt. Aren't we all? Let's talk about the, let's, let's let's finish. See what everyone else said about this, and then we don't have to think about it ever again. That's not true, man. That's not true. You're lying. You're lying to me. Am I? Because we do have to think about this. We have to think about this every time we rank another episode around it. We have to think about this episode. So you're lying. Why are you lying to me? I mean, we could we could just go ahead and rate it number one, and then oh, know that no, no episode no, will come no, in close. No, 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 no. No, 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 we don't, no. Let's rate this episode, oh. we can rate this episode of the show. Hey, Matt, give me, ask me a Probably question. Is this episode broken? Yes. 
Yes, incredibly no, so. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Like, I don't... I don't know, Matt. I really don't know. Yeah, basically they could fix this by making it like every other one. It's just meh. I, I just don't know, like, the the problem, like, the 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 the, the gimmick of this episode is restraining order. Yeah. That's the gimmick. And if I was going to fix this, you I, like, it's really hard for me to somehow explain this restraining order even existing. Yeah. Like, in my Simpsons universe, in my Simpsons, I don't know how I could explain away Bart and Lisa having a restraining order against... Lisa having a restraining order against Bart. Like, that basically ignores Homer and Marge. And, like, I don't know how to get around that. Maybe you 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 make them so overworked, but they both have to take new jobs all of a sudden. So they're never yeah. home. And basically leaving Lisa and Bart to govern themselves, and then maybe you get this restraining order. That's the best thing I can think of. Or Marge and Homer are gone for a while. And then you have the the back and forth. Maybe make Lisa less cruel to Bart. Yeah. And like Bart and, keeps trying to violate the restraining order for no reason kind of thing. Yeah, and Bart and, and Lisa has moments where she is like, am I being too mean? Instead of having two minutes of Gary Busey in there, maybe? Explaining what a restraining order is in totally unfunny fashion, maybe mm. have some moments where they like show character and show humanity, like an empathy towards un- each other. Like each of them separately can have empathy towards the other, and ultimately that is what brings them back together at the end when they both realize maybe maybe there is an emergency with Maggie. And that's a good idea. And Bar- if Bar- okay, Homer and Marge are, d- are busy. At working or emerge, whatever they are not, they're not around. So, and Bart and Lisa have this restraining order situation, but then there's an emergency with Maggie, whatever it is. Maybe she needs to go to the doctor, or she's got lost, or I know they've done that both of those things before, but whatever. And they have a common a common goal that they need each other's help to accomplish, and they realize at the end of it, oh, we spent a lot of time together, and we've gotten this to, we've gotten this work we've gotten we did this we've we've managed to work together to get this thing done to help us both and help our family this is really stupid what we've been doing let's end it makes sense oh the uh, best here, we probably think of. here matt my other my other thing that happens in this in this imaginary episode is judge constant harm gets uh arrested and she goes to jail forever Oh, and we, goody, and then she and, never has to come back. And Fantastic. she never reappears ever again in this terrible character, this terrible gimmick character that exists solely. She, Her only reason for existing is to create plot devices. Literally, that's what Judge Constance Harm does. She shows up in episodes and creates terrible plot devices that makes me hate an episode. So I... I, I, I well, you I, notice that she goes away after another couple of seasons and never comes back. I... All her appearances are too many, Matt. There's already too many. She needs to never have appeared. Can we erase her from existence? If only, my friend. If only. We'll shoot her out of the cannon eventually. Yeah. That'll happen. That's that's the best we can do. I don't know. I my Given my job, is probably just erase this episode from existence and glass the planet. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments of the Day's Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the Day's Group is where I look at the newhomers.net forum and see what people thought of the episode when it came out 
uh, and through the years a little bit, pull some reviews, see what people, uh, what other nerds thought about this, Matt. Nerds that aren't us. They're usually wrong. I can't argue with you. I wanted to argue with you, but I really can't. So, um, they largely liked it. I'm not surprised. I don't know. I, all right. So, uh, 25%, five out of five. 25% 25% of people voted, thought this was, episode was perfect. Yep. Five out of five. 30% thought it was a four out of five. Thought it was great. Great episode. 30%. Great episode. Good to great, at least. I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know what to tell you, Robbie. They're just, they're bad. Okay. 23% give it a three, and then 12 and 11 give it a four. Uh, I give it a two and a one. First review. Five out of five. Excellent episode. Favorite joke was probably a sign gag on Sprawlmart when it said, don't watch 60 minutes this week. I laughed out loud more times than I can ever remember for a new episode in a long while. Gary Busey was excellent, and Judge Harm was on screen for about 15 seconds. Tops, just an awesome show. Next I'm up, hoping that means they didn't like Judge Harm. I believe that's they don't like Judge Harm, uh, which is fair. Uh, good laugh, solid premise, unnecessary subplot, weak third act, and cheap sentiment. They needed to focus a lot more on Lisa throughout the episode to make this truly work, which they failed to do. The ending was basically meh. I guess I was a little harsh. The end, pretty poor. More to come, but since the laughs count most, three out of five. Really, the thing fell apart in the third act. And honestly, if you're going to start a sympathy issue with Marge feeling sorry for Bart being punished to the extent, um, don't show her partying in the house with the rest of the family once he's banished outside. Stick to your story. I this I like this person. They're I like you. They, they know what's going on. And you're up. You're 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 wise. Uh, humor. Next, this is the last review. Humor. Most of the, most of it was there this week. Gary Gary Busey video was brilliant. It was a highlight of the episode. <sighs> ah, no, ow, that hurts hurts me basically through the first two acts the humor is solid except for the ice woman makeout joke it's not a joke again (laughs) showing a man making out with a corpse not a joke third act got a little weird with bart acting like a dog and it leads me to the plot this is where i had the most trouble basically i didn't buy it one great thing the simpsons have always have always done is keep their characters true to human characteristics this plot seemed too out there but i was able to tolerate till the third act it all fell apart though characterization was a little shaky too Marge seemed like she should have stood up for bart a little more at least it really came off as a real jerk overall i'd give it a cc plus hopefully next week we'll get better matt mm. hopefully next week we'll get better oh no just no <laughs> don't maybe let me have hope matt no maybe we'll get better okay maybe we'll get better okay thank you uh that's it for the news group forum we can move on to our next segment it's time for listener question of the week let's try one more number Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. A listener question of the week. This, was, this week is, what is your favorite Patty Selma episode? Thanks to everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. First up, uh, we have... Oh, wow, that's is you, you bolded it. How sweet of you. Uh, we have Matthew. Uh, this one was harder than I thought it would be, but I think it's a fish called Selma. Selma gets a solid arc, makes a choice to choose a hard truth over a convenient lie, and Troy McClure in this is the late, great Phil Hartman at his best. Plus, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, which, again, practically perfect. Uh, from Lauren, for me, it's Selma's choice, in which you get to see a character who is generally unpleasant, snarky, and rude evolve and gain depth. Her scene with Homer tugs at the heartstrings in which she realizes the difficulty of raising children and questions her capabilities of being, of being able to do so. Plus, anyone who has written It's a Small World, which should technically be a type of punishment, understands Bart's plight with the Duff Beer for Meat Ride. It also stands to question what the hell was in that water, quote-unquote. 
uh, from Derek. Why this one is tough. Do I go for the more heart-driven a fish called Selma or Homer versus Patty and Selma for Homer smashing the plate over his head alone? Okay, I'm going to go for Principal Charm because it gives equal focus to both sisters. It really does a great job of differentiating the twins, showing that despite their surface-level similarities, they are two very different characters with profoundly different wants and needs. This episode paves the way for Selma's choice in fish, but it is strong enough to stand on its own with great humor, homosexual, lots of heart, and of course, it's really depressing in that brilliant Simpsons way. Uh, from Tim, I'll go for Black Widower as it works pretty well as a murder mystery. And for such lines as D bar D is German for the bar the and honestly, who doesn't want to kill her now? <laughs> Dear number 24601. I need a man, and I cannot find what I'm on the law body. I share an apartment with my twin sister. Enclosed is a photo of us on a tandem bike. I forget which one I am. And of course, Bart, if I wanted to kill you, I'd have choked you the moment I walked in the door. But then what kind of guess would I be? I forget which one I am. Bob quotes are always fantastic. Uh, from Holly, how could I not choose a fish called Selma? From Homer singing Gary Glitter in his mind at the wedding to the guest voice of Jeff Goldblum, the brilliance that is Troy McClure, Troy's fragrance smelling of Troy, and the entire plan of the musical, the episode keeps me laughing all the way through. It's excellent. Uh, from Matt Sakaborian, a fish called Selma. My favorite joke in this episode being the one-to-one comparison between Selma and Miss Piggy. Oh, Princess Fair, wilt thou grant me thy dainty hoof in marriage? Oh, Troy, I will. Perfect place to propose the drive-in, just saying. Uh, from at yes it's Aaron. Well, a fish called Selma is probably a better episode overall. I'll go with Selma's choice because it is a more se- Selma and Patty in it. The funeral, Duff Gardens, video dating, sperm bank, natural woman, all classic scenes. Uh, from at hippie two hundred, Selma's choice. Such a brilliant episode that is not talked about enough. The story is heartwarming and well written. It makes the viewer actually relate to Selma instead of just laughing at her. Plus, some of the gags are absolutely hilarious. I am the Lizard Queen. Uh, from our good friend at the Andrew blog. I've always had a soft spot for Principal Charming. It has some of that early season strangeness, Patty dating a man for one, but I like how it builds up the relationship between Patty and Selma and shows a softer side of Patty we rarely get to see. Robbie, what's yours? I'd like to say that, you know, sometimes people gotta figure stuff out. Yeah. You know, sometimes you you don't know. You know, you get confused by cultural uh, uh, internalization. My answer Mm -hmm. is Selma's choice. Um, Her... And, you know, I don't know, her dealing with a uh, very, very human problem, a very human issue of I'm getting older, I want children, what do I do? Right. And I I want this thing, and I want it, but I'm not not sure I can handle it kind of thing. And if it's, is it they're actually the right thing to do? Is it, is that the smart thing? Like, and it's, I don't know, (laughs) It, 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 when you put it up against like some of these episodes we're watching <laughs> and you're like oh right the episode's really just about Selma deciding if she wants like is she too can she ha- even have kids at this point you know is she too old yeah. like there's so all these it's so simple and so so and so so funny it, it, uh. Matt what's your answer uh, my answer is gonna be Principal's Charming uh, I think Andrew and uh, oh god who was it that was and um uh, oh, Derek uh, said made great points about it being both about Selma and Patty, which you get a lot more Patty than Selma in that one, which is rare because Selma gets a lot more time in episodes overall, uh, unless you kind of just being a jerk to Homer. Uh, but it's really good to see how Selma and Patty differ, like how Selma really wants what Patty has and Patty just doesn't and how she's willing to go along with with Skinner. And it's it's just a great episode that shows who they are before they kind of warped into the, you know, the hags that uh, they're portrayed as the rest of the time. I was wrong, Matt. Oh, really? What did you think I was going to pick? I thought you said a fish called Selma. I really thought you. It was go. very close, honestly. Um, fish called Selma is great as well. I th- I would say fish called Selma is probably the funniest 
yeah, Patty sure. Selma episode, but it's not my my favorite. Um, I usually go with the heartfelt stuff. So, uh, next week's question. What is your favorite Bart Lisa episode? Bart and Lisa together episode. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. There's so, a lot. There's a lot. So, I, I'm, I'm, I like, that's good. There's a lot of choices. Penny Selma, there's only a few. You know, we saw most of them repeat. That's fine, though. Uh, we can move on to our wait, 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 Matt, wait, wait, wait. You can find this okay. question on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. Uh, you can you can answer there. You can email us your answer at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail dot com. You can also go to our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash The Simpsons Show. I post that question there publicly, so you do not have to be a supporter to see it and answer if you don't want to. Uh, we can move on now to our next. Episode. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. We are tied 14 to 14 so far this season. We have basically run into a stalemate where we both get one point each over and over and over again until I underestimate Matt's super intelligence and he uh, starts answering the harder questions. Like sergeant fatso judson <laughs> you are gonna be really mad about that until the end i'm never gonna for matt i'm gonna i'll forget lots of stuff about the simpsons i'm sure over the years i'm never gonna forget now sergeant fatso judson from here to eternity matt just winging it right I'll off make the, sure to never right ask off <laughs> right off the top of your head you need even hesitate that's the thing matt i asked that question i go this is impossible maybe matt will get it if he thinks for a second maybe he'll summon it but it's not even that. It was the immediacy. It was, you were like, oh, Sergeant Fatso Judson from In Here to Eternity. I'm like, ah! All right. Well, you ready for an easy question, Matt? I'm ready. The parent rap features the first appearance of what character? I believe that'd be uh, Judge Constance Harm. You're correct. All right. Uh, your easy question. Who creates self-tapping shoes for Lisa in Last Tap Dance in Springfield? Uh, that'd be Professor Frank. You are correct. In the parent rap, what is the name of the KBBL prize truck? Um, the oh god, uh, ooh, uh, the KBBL uh party posse. It's the KBBL wampum wagon. Wampum wagon. Oh, Which I'm is, sure party posse was in a different episode. Party posse is believe is another to be the boy band. Bart's boy, the Bart boy band is party posse. Oh, maybe you're right. Okay. Either way, your medium question: What is the name of the movie Lisa and Marge see that inspires uh, Lisa to take dance? I have nothing. I know it is right. like. Wait, wait. I'm gonna make a wild out of the out of the nothing guess, man. I might as well. Um, it is a. It's a. You know. It's. I'm pretty sure it's like a parody of like Shirley Temple movies because that's uh, what's her face. That's who she is basically. Um, Shirley Temple was in a million of those exploitative cookie cutter golden age Hollywood movies. Um. Um. Uh, five tapping. Hey, four, hey, hey, hey! We don't do countdowns. Three, There's no time limit. Two, Matt, Matt, Matt. One, I don't want to hear it. Yes, tapping my way to Hollywood. Tango de la Muerte. Oh, oh, it's oh right. And then, but why? Episode's bad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit me with the hard. Ooh, your hard question, Matt. What song does Homer sing along to on the radio in the beginning of the episode? Oh, I have no idea. Weddings are nice by the fifth dimension. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Weddings are nice. Yeah, yeah. Of course. How could, <laughs> you, hard question. how could you forget? What What is the name of the instructor of the dance studio that Lisa goes to? 
See, here's the thing, Matt. I think mm-hmm. that's an actually a very, a, a, like a, a like a kind, hard question, because I don't think it's that hard of a question. But I'm uh-huh. a massive idiot, and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's like, it's like uh, something like a name that starts, it ends with a Y. First name ends with a Y. It's like a, because like a Judy, like a Judy Garland kind of thing as well. Shirley Temple. Shirley, Judy. I want to say they're doing that same thing. Um, Trudy Valentine. Trudy Valentine. Oh, uh, I'm afraid that's incorrect. Uh, it is Vicky Valentine. Vicky Valentine. Vicky. I was like, I knew it was a Y, and a, I knew it had like a the, the stupid sweetheart name, mm-hmm. Judy Garland. Vicky Valentine. Okay, I, that's closer than I thought I would. I thought I was going to whiff entirely. We both are tied, fifteen, fifteen. Still, you know, both of us got pretty close. Well, yeah, we we'll get close, but not close enough. Close but no cigar. We can't move on. To our final segment, segment every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode's very bad. Yep. However, however, Matt, it's not as bad as the worst. That's true. That is, I mean, we we've had much worse ones than this. Uh, I, I don't. Mean, I don't. I think. Is... I think it's above our the the. It's above two eighty nine, which is the beginning of the death zone. I think it's above yes. two eighty nine. I would agree. I would put it probably somewhere in the neighborhood of. Let's see here. Um, I honestly think it might be better than Homer the Mo, just because Homer the Mo is is nonsensical at best, and you have characters acting completely unlike themselves. Um, what is Blame It on Lisa about? the brazil episode oh god um it's bad that at least has the characters acting like themselves even if homer is a moron mm. i mean i don't know man it's it, it's difficult sometimes to split these hairs i i would I say know. it's these are better than these episodes um i i think there's some humor in it um I think that's the thing. The only thing that buoys this episode is that it's funny at times. There's a couple good. There's some sol- solid gags. I would put above. True. I would put above. Blame it on Lisa. Probably above Simple Simpson. Um, excuse me while it missed the. Excuse me while I miss the sky. That's that's the light pollution episode. I think. Yes. And that's the Declan the Declan doc- documentary and the, the right. lights go out. Okay, it's that's bad too. Um, they're all bad. <laughs> they're all down here. Uh. Uh-huh. I would put probably this above excuse me while I miss the sky, but below catch him if you can. I think it's I think I would it's funny enough to put it just above excuse me, but I think catch him mm-hmm. if you can. It, it it has I think we put it this catch him if you can the, this high solely because of that really excellent sequence, uh the the Saul Bass parody from Catch Me If You Can. And mm-hmm. I think this episode is not quite as good. There's nothing in this episode that is as good as that sequence, I guess I would say. And, and every other part of it is roughly the same. So I'd probably put it below Ketchum, if you can. Sounds good to me. This is on a clear day. I can't see my sister. Why would you make an episode title so long? Why would you do that? They ran out of the short ones. <laughs> That's that. I don't know. You could just do Lisa's restraining order. 
You can't just call it episode yeah. Lisa's restraining order, Matt. No, you can't do that. No, uh, no, that, that's too simple, Robbie. They have to be clever about things. Okay, whatever they want to do. Um, that's out of clear day. I can't see my sister. New number two sixty five right below. Catch him if you can right above. Excuse me while I miss the sky. A new number seventy four in the Pulse Golden Years ranking. Homer's enemy is still number one. Last place is Codependence Day. And next up, Matt. Speaking of Patty and Selma, Selma in particular, it is Goo Goo Guy Pan. Yes. The episode yeah. where the Simpsons go to China and steal a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's okay because it's Selma. China's bad, right? So it's okay to steal oh, Robbie, children. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't uh, say that we're kicking this out of the cannon, did we? Oh, because we obviously are. We wait, Matt. You're right. Well, I no, was gonna. No. I wanted. Let's go. Okay, first. Okay, goodbye. Good, good guy pants next week. Uh, we do before we have to go though. We do have to ask a very important question. And then the question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's terrible. It makes the, it adds nothing. There's no positive contribution, uh, ever. It's terrible. So bad, Matt. What do we say? Kick it out. Fire the cannon. Gone. Goodbye. Yep. Uh, we can also go to the top of our list, working our way down as we decide what is is and is not canonical. Uh, we are at number thirty-two on our list. Is Lemon of Troy? Obviously, in the canon. Obviously, that, that episode is incredible. Like per- that is a barked perfect at this episode. <laughs> we get Shelby the lore. We get we get Bart. We get a uh, Team Discovery Channel. Lemon shaped rocks. What's not to like about Lemon of Troy? Just a terrific, a like unbelievably funny episode. Yeah. Um. So of course, yeah, it's part of the canon. Not a question. No question. No questions about that. Um, yeah, we're doing goo 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 guy pan next. I'm sure we'll love it. It's great. Simpsons go to China and steal a baby. Uh, no, sure won't have any problems with it. I'm sure it was, uh, not gonna upset us at all when we watch it. Um, that's next week. You can find this list at our website, simpsonshow.com. There's links to everything. Our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw us a couple bucks. We'd really appreciate you. Um, I think that'll do it for us today. Um, yeah. You can find me online on Twitter yeah. at Robbie Norman. My website is RobbieNorman.com, which you can find links to all my podcasts and per- links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Splatterfest, is out now. It's a slasher whodunit uh, set at a horror film convention where all the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one. You can get it on Amazon or free with Kindle Unlimited. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. However, as a beta reader for Robbie's books, uh, I also contribute uh, to Robbie's books being good. So, you know, go go get Robbie's books. They're really good. I'm not going to argue Matt suggesting you give me money. So, yeah, do that. Um, as I recall, as as we record this, one of his uh, books is on Amazon's top 100 list right after Stephen King. Um, and it's only 99 cents. For U.S. horror fiction. It's not the top top. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I hit one fifty. I hit like one fifty something on the normal Kindle list. That's the on every everything. But I can't. God, romance is just dominates the top one hundred of Kindle. Like I cannot. You cannot compete. No uh, one. Yeah, like, no uh, one can compete with romance. It's just impossible. Um. But yeah, if you're if you're listening to this of the week, this episode is released. 
you can get underneath one of my older novels for 99 cents go on for Kindle uh, if you haven't bought it you want to give it a shot it's my personally it is my favorite of my books so you can go get that um I was gonna say have everyone out there have a happy holidays take care of yourself be careful uh, we will have a normal episode uh, Christmas weekend I think Matt right yeah no reason yeah. not to yeah we're not nothing crazy have to record a little early that's fine um it's like it's like it's not like Christmas is on Friday so it's not like we're whatever um we'll have an episode uh but hope you guys I hope everyone out there is doing well um I'm Robbie and I'm Matt and you keep watching this episode. Shh.